Welcome to Haven Today at Christmas time. I know it's been a little while, but I thought you might want this back. 47 years to be exact, the Lake Elmo Public Library got a surprise package, and in it were a couple extras the Christmas spirit in Minnesota. Karen Rodericks has worked at the Lake Elmo Library for a decade, and she thought she had seen everything. And then a package with no return address showed up. She opened it, and inside was a neatly wrapped automobile manual. And that's not all. A note. In it, a mystery man explained that 47 years ago he checked it out but forgot about it. He decided to send it back with two crisp $100 bills to cover overdue charges. Now Karen has seen it all. If only the mystery man had known Lake Elmo doesn't charge overdue books anymore. Long lay the world in sin and error, till he appeared. Christmas reminds us it's never too late to return to the Lord. I'm Charles Morris, and on this Wednesday, we're continuing in a series called Christmas Week 2022. And I wonder how many of us will be going home for Christmas this year. I'll be home for Christmas You can plan on me Please have snow And mistletoe And presents on the tree Ah, the smooth sounds of that great crooner, Bing Crosby. You know, that song goes all the way back to World War II. It came out in 1943. It was an instant hit with so many soldiers facing the holidays away from family and friends. It was the number one requested song by GIs in both the Pacific and European theaters. And it went to number three on the charts in North America. If only The longing to be back home touched a chord way back then, and it still does today. If there were ever a holiday that can make you feel homesick, it has to be Christmas. It can make us feel nostalgic, yearning for family and deep roots. But Christmas has a deeper meaning, a meaning that goes as deep as the real roots of our longing for home. Christmas is about an event. An event that will finally put an end to our homesickness once and for all. What was that event? Well, in a moment, we're going to look at this extraordinary moment in time that changed history forever. I'll give you a hint. It's something to do with Jesus being homeless himself. And in return, preparing a new home for all who would receive him, bringing great joy. And then after the program, I want to give you an opportunity to send Haven today an end of your gift. We're 100% supported by people like you and could really use your help to reach our year-end goal. We're behind. But as a thank you for your gift that'll help us keep sharing the good news of Jesus in this new year, I'd like to send you our brand new 2023 Haven calendar called Every Living Thing. Each month features photos of God's amazing creatures like whales and lions and yes, even dogs and cats. God has created all creatures, great and small, for us to enjoy and to rejoice in. 
I know you'll be blessed by these pictures, as well as the scriptures throughout the year. So as 2022 is winding to an end, I want to send you this brand new 2023 calendar, Every Living Thing, for your year-end gift. Your support today will enable Haven to point you, but also so many others, to Christ in the year to come. Call us after the program, won't you, at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN, or go online and make your gift at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And if you've heard about Little Pilgrim's Big Journey, books one and two, but you haven't and wanted to ask for a copy, a set, we still have them for your gift as well. A great set to start a family or even you reading in the new year. Now, let's open the program with Fernando Ortega. Angels we have heard on Sweetly singing o'er the Mountains in reply Echo back their joyous strains Gloria In excelsis
Angels We Have Heard on High from Fernando Ortega's Christmas album here on this Haven Today, Christmas Week 2022. And we still have copies of his album for your gift. You won't have it by Christmas probably, but it's still a pleasant album singing about our glorious Savior worth listening to throughout the year, as well as next Christmas. I'm Charles Morris, and let me ask you a question. Will you be home for Christmas this year? Please come home for Christmas. Please come home for Christmas. If not for Christmas, by New Year's night. The original version of a very soulful and melancholy Christmas song written and performed by Charles Brown from Texas City, Texas in 1960. It was not a huge hit, but 18 years later, another group with a Texas connection covered the song and turned it into a holiday hit. Please come home for Christmas, if not for Christmas, by New Year's night. A top 20 hit from 1978 by the Eagles, and I'm sure you've heard other artists cover this song and hear it on the radio every year. This song sings of love lost during the holidays, loneliness, heartbreak. Please come home for Christmas, the singer begs. Home and Christmas go hand in hand, don't they? Perhaps you're going to have to be away from your home on this holiday this year. Or maybe you'll be right in the midst of your family, and yet you don't feel like you're really home in spite of snow and mistletoe and presents under the tree. We need to remember that Christmas has a deeper meaning than the nostalgia of old Christmas songs sung by Bing Crosby, a meaning that goes as deep as the real roots of our longing for home. Christmas is about an event, an event that will finally put an end to all homesickness once and for all. What was this Christmas event? Do you know? Most of us have wonderful associations with the holidays, lights, snow, bells ringing, packages being wrapped, hot chocolate. It's a wonderful life. That's what I'm watching tonight with my family. As good as they are, and they are, there is a danger. They can get in the way, especially at this time of year. We are in danger of letting other things get in the way of the big event that is Christmas. All the Gospels give us a piece of the real Christmas. But John takes us deepest of all. He tells us what really happened when that baby was born at Bethlehem. John 1, I'll start with verse 11. He came, or Jesus came, to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. These verses tell us what really happened at Christmas, and it turns out that Christmas has a lot to do with home. Let's take it in order. John 1.11 says, He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. The Lord came to his own home, and was not received? 
Yes, that's what this verse tells us. It corrects a mistake that warps the way we think about just about everything. It's the mistake of thinking it's all about us. This verse gets us turned in the right way. It's not, first of all, about us. It's about him. He came home. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. One translation says he came to his own home, and his own people received him not. His own people, the one place on earth he chose as his inheritance, they did not receive him. The story of Christmas is about the Lord and creator of the world being turned away by the world. It's a judgment not only against Israel, but against the whole world he created for himself. The world should have thrown the door wide open in joy, but it slammed it shut instead. John is telling us that God has not failed to notice the cold reception his son received. But is that all that happened at Christmas? Thank goodness it's not. John 1, 12 and 13 says, Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. What happened at Christmas? Good news. Very good news. The Lord came to bring us home, home to his Father. Not all of us, but all who receive him. The coming of the Lord created a great divide that ran right through Israel, and it's running right through the whole human race. The line's been drawn between those who refuse to receive him and those who are willing to receive him. That's the fearsome thing that Christmas lays on the table. There's no middle ground. He has come. Will you receive him? Will you believe in his name? If you do, then he will bring you home to his father. He will give you all the rights and privileges of his sonship. If you do, then you'll come home at last, even if your natural family shuts the door in your face the way the world shut the door in the face of the Lord Jesus. Ultimately, it won't matter because to those who receive him, he gives them the right to become the children of God. There's only one family that matters in the final analysis, God's family. The Son of God came to bring us home to his Father. Paul, the apostle in Ephesians 3.25 says, Every family in heaven and on earth derives its name from the Father in heaven. In other words, the whole idea of family was built into creation as a little model, a model of the real family. All that longing for home that's so deeply embedded in all of us from being cut off from our true home and from the one who makes it home. God is the real father. And when you believe in Jesus, God becomes your father. You belong in the only true home, the father's house, the place where his glory dwells. As believers in Jesus, we live with the great hope of knowing we're going home. We're part of the family and we belong. We have the great promise of Jesus. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. That's where you're headed. If you've believed in his name, you're part of the family, and you can rest in the fact that your Father is absolutely committed to bringing you home for the holidays, the real holidays. Christmas gets its brightness and its joy from the great holiday the family of God will celebrate when we're all together with the Lord. We can have a foretaste of that celebration whenever we're together with believers if we open our hearts to understand who we are. John says we've been born of God. If you're a believer in Jesus, 
then you've been reborn. Your natural birth may not have been a decision your parents made, or it may have been an accident. You may have deep roots that go way back, or you may not have a clue about your ancestry. But when you become a believer in Jesus, you're born as an altogether new person, and your birth is no accident. It's the will of God. He chose you for himself to be his own son or daughter, to be brought into his house and to become his heir. This isn't a right that belongs to every human being. It belongs to those who receive God's Son and believe in Him. For us, God has become our Father. He has made us His sons and daughters. We need to look around at other believers and see each other for what we really are and love each other deeply with an absolute commitment. We need to give each other a welcome that's worthy of family. We are family. We have a bond in Christ that runs deeper and lasts longer than a natural bond, a biological bond. And when we are together, there's a glow, a warmth that gives us a taste of that future holiday the Father has planned for us. But it's not all just looking ahead. Christmas is good news for right here and now. The last part of this passage in John 1 says, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. What happened at Christmas? The Lord made his home with us. That's good news for us. This day, the day before Christmas Eve, right this minute, made his dwelling among us, actually means pitched his tent with us. John sees Christmas, the coming of the word of God in the flesh, as the fullness of what happened in the Exodus. When Israel was traveling through the wilderness, living in tents, God also had a tent, and he traveled with them. He filled that tent with the glory of his presence. Shekinah glory, it's called. They were traveling from one place to another. They were living in temporary housing, but they were headed to their permanent home in the promised land, and God was with them on that journey. His presence made every campground a place of security and joy and awesomeness. That's our situation, too, as believers. We're not in our permanent home. Paul even calls our bodies tents. One day they just fold up. They're not permanent, but we're headed for our permanent home. And one day, we'll receive glorified bodies. In the meantime, we're still in the wilderness. But Jesus has come, and he's pitched his tent with us. He's not just home waiting for us to arrive. He's with us right here and now. He's taken on our flesh, and he's come to live with us. And that means wherever we are, it's home because he's there not just with us, but in us, full of grace and truth. Shepherds heard the good news first on that first Christmas night, and they gave thanks, and they rejoiced with the angels, and so can we. Holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's Worth, a thrill of hope, the 
Holy Night, the Haven Quartet on Haven Today. And I'm Charles Morris. And whether you will be home for Christmas this year or not, I hope you find home and comfort in your Lord Jesus Christ. That's our hope at Christmas. Jesus came to take us home to the Father. And he came to be with us as we journey home. And it's our desire here at the ministry to help everyone on their journey to continue to keep looking to Jesus. And one way we can help you do that in the new year is by sending you our brand new 2023 calendar called Every Living Thing. Each month, a new photo. Animals that the Lord has created. Eagles, the hummingbirds. You're going to be reminded about our God's details in creativity. Plus, there are monthly scriptures that will remind and encourage you in your walk with the Lord. This calendar will be a wonderful reminder that your Creator loves all creatures, great and small. 
including you and me, all year long. So I want to send you Haven's 2023 calendar, Every Living Thing, for your year-end gift. Your support will point countless people, including you, to the light and love of Jesus along life's path in the year to come. Call us after the program, won't you, at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN, or go online, haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And if you wanted to, but just didn't yet, we still have Little Pilgrim's Big Journey, books one and two, for your generous gift. The illustrations are over the top. It's in an easy-to-read format. The storybooks are based on Bunyan's classic novels to help a family, maybe even you, think about Christ and the Christian life in the new year. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, we'll be sharing the great story that's all about Christmas here on Haven Today at Christmas Time. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Trees, cookies, brightly wrapped presents, snow in the yard, maybe, a chill in the air. These are the things we usually associate with Christmas time. And when we see or hear them for the first time, we realize that Christmas is just around the corner. But here's something in the Bible we don't often think about, the Christmas covenant. This is what Yahweh said to King David hundreds of years before Jesus. Your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will be established forever. God made that covenant with David, but Jesus fulfilled it. On the very first Christmas, we see the Lord's promise to David come true in David's royal city. God still keeps his promises. He's worth trusting today. Try out Anchor Devotional today in print. Visit GetAnchor.com.